Here's the big question. How are these average, everyday moms getting radical results in their lives? How are they able to transform their health, money, families, homes, and have fun doing it? The trick? We're not average. I'm Hannah Keeley, and I'm going to spill our secrets and answer your questions right now in That Mom Show. so excited that we are having a live broadcast with Tony Watley. Tony, say hi. Thank you for having me on the show, Hannah, and, and I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so excited you're here. Guys, this is going to so bless you. I know it is. Um, actually, Tony and I are in an inner circle together, and I found out about his book, Side Hustle Millionaire. Now, if you haven't heard about it, you really need to check this out. It's Amazon bestseller, y'all. Side Hustle Millionaire. Tony, show us your book. Bam, bam, bam. Check it out, y'all. Check it out. There it is. Side Hustle Millionaire. Now, a lot of moms, like, and I want you to comment below and tell me if you are doing a side hustle. And for moms, that means running a business out of your home, no matter what it is. So, yeah, see the book right there. So make sure you check it out. Thanks so much, Tony. That's awesome. So if you're doing a side hustle as a mom, Tell me below. Tell me in the comment section. Tell me if you're running a business. Tell me if you're running a network marketing business. Tell me if you're building your own business. Tell me if you're a mentor inside Mom Master University. I know this is going to bless you so much if you are because as a mentor inside Mom Master University, we're not just like building a business. We're trying to serve moms. We're trying to share with moms. And just talking with Tony, I know he has the heart that you want to hear because he understands as a priority business is designed to serve. Am I right? The more that you end up giving to people, it always comes back in return. And if you can give without expectation and always give, even, even in the course of your normal life, and this is what moms are best at, right? We yeah. all, you always give way more than you get back is when you're raising your children and it always comes back to you. It's like, so the, the more that you live in that mindset, the better, better is going to benefit you in the long run. Mm -hmm. Now, what made you want to write this book? I've had a lot of friends and colleagues in the in the past 20 years. I've, I've essentially lived a dual career, as, as funny as that sounds, because they don't even overlap. So I've been in engineering and project management and oil and gas. And then I'm a car guy. I love cars. Like you may know, like you may have husbands and, and friends out there that are car guys, but I'll guarantee you, like I am a crazy car fanatic. I'm like another level of that. So I've always wanted to be involved in that industry. And I created my businesses and the, the passion of cars. And I, I would have friends or, or colleagues that I'm working with that would always ask me like, hey, you know, you must get paid a lot at work because you have all these nice things and nice car. And I was like, well, it's not really my job that's paying for that because you and I have the same job. So, you know, it's it's here's what I do. I, I start businesses and I do things on the side and I teach myself new skills and I get better at things. And that's what it's doing. It's doing it on the side. And and so I've, I've been asked so many times about this. I was like, I just need to write it in a book. I need to help yeah. people get this out there. Yeah, totally. Totally. Now, one thing I noticed in your book, and this is absolutely not by accident, totally by design, is you practically started your book talking about mindset. Why is that? I think that's the most important part of, of any kind of successful path is the mindset. I, I consider the mindset as the foundation. And if you're building a home, you're not going to want a weak foundation. And the mindset is your foundation. So it's it's 
it's important to understand that we all have insecurities and we're all self-conscious and we're all the worst. We're our own worst critics. Oh, totally. Moms especially. Moms especially. Everyone, even, even the people that come off as the most confident and the most outgoing and people that you really admire, they are still their own worst critics. And the, the sooner that you realize that, here's the trick that I like to share that anything that someone has ever said negative about you or to you, I guarantee that you've said that 10 times worse in your own head, Oh, but you've, you, but you're able to control wow. yourself. So if you can put that into context with what they're saying, or they're being hateful or, you know, talking about you behind your back and these kind of things, you'd be like, Psh, I've done worse to myself. It's like, I don't even care what you think. Cause I'm, I'm my thoughts are my own more important and I can control my thoughts. So you're never going to make everybody happy. And as soon as you learn that, you can be a lot happier yourself. Mm, that's good. Yeah. If you like spend your life trying to make people happy, you've lost your own happiness. Like there's, there's no way you can, and you're never going to. And I think almost like as a, um, as a business builder, whether you're doing a side hustle or it's your primary career, you've got to develop this like rhino skin where like nothing penetrates it, you know, like good, bad, especially good. Cause we can get like, you know, like, like here you are, you know, Amazon bestseller and you can start writing that. And all of a sudden, you know, things start dropping off. You have to be, have that rhino skin where you're like, all right, I'll acknowledge it, but I'm going to stay the course. Yes. Yeah. If the people always want to get their distraction in on you or, and you could be the most successful, most loved person in the world, but there's always going to be the negative contingent that's always trying to bring you down. Yeah. And, and, and if you start to understand the psychological reasons why they do that, usually it has to do with insecurity or maybe they're just not happy with their own life. And they're always trying to bring you down a notch or try to prove you wrong. And the sooner you understand the psychological reasons why they do that, you start to feel almost feel empathy for them. You yeah. start to feel sad and like, man, I wish that person was happier and they would spend less time trying to criticize other people. And I would genuinely care about those people and I try to help them. So I, I used to be the type that I would just argue back when I was younger, but I've learned that that never, that never goes anywhere. They just, they just keep coming back around. So now I just laugh at myself. Like if they want to insult me, I'll just go, Hey, thanks. Cool. Yeah. You know, if they want to say a comment about like, you don't look right, or I don't like your voice or something like that. You'd be, Hey, cool. Thanks. Me either. Yeah. And then, then what? You're right. You're right. You disarm their, their whole, their whole basis. So <laughs> when they realize that they can't affect you, they just go away and go find somebody else. Yeah. True. True. And you really I, see, this is a problem that I think a lot of moms have in particular, because whereas um, a lot of people get to choose the people that they hang around moms, sometimes because of our lifestyle demands, we're kind of relegated to a crowd. Like it could be our Sunday school class or the kids play group or the, the kids school parents or whatever, because of the circles we run in. And here we are trying to, run a legitimate business and with financial success and we're surrounded not by not because we've chosen it because we're relegated to it we're surrounded by like all these uh well you know the majority right yeah. the majority yeah. which are, which are negative always finding something wrong always talking about bad and and it's hard to constantly shake that off because it's it's constantly around you all the time like people who have nothing to do always want to do it with you <laughs> you know, like, I heard that. Hey, I want to make sure you waste your time too, and yeah. let me dump all this garbage on you. And I don't. And it's that's just how, as moms, it's, it's hard to intentionally form those circles 
where we're going to get inspired and excited and challenged. You know, we kind of fall into the to the pack. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's, it's a hard a, battle that we have. There's to a fight. stigma out there, and it and it's it's been around forever, and I don't get it sometimes. But like you're when you're forced into those social social circles, like when you say you're hanging out with the parents of your kids, friends, and that kind of thing. If you start talking about any kind of thing of like success or motivation or trying to help other things, they sometimes you get the eye roll, like they think, uh, this person's like just get rich quick, or they're you know, because that's the the mind, that's the initial reaction most people have when you start talking about doing things or you have big dreams, or you have success. Because I can't blame them because you've got to think about the millions of other people who've said that same thing through them and they never follow through. And yeah. they just got, kind of got used to people just talking and not doing anything. Uh-huh. So that's going to be that that initial front. And I would I would say that even like writing a book or doing things or doing self-personal branding, there's going to be a period of time in that beginning of that, that you just have to get through that phase. And then once they start to see that you're legit and you're actually putting effort into it and you're and you're starting to see miniature successes come and come and come, that's when they're going to they're going to switch their mindset to 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 more support you. Okay. And she's for real. She's actually committing and she's doing this thing. I'm watching her on Facebook. Like, man, she's doing it for real. And now they're going to be more supportive. But I'm going to tell you that first, I'm going to say it's four to six months. And you may like have to, you know, use your experience to come in. But I'd say for most of the clients, I hope. Four to six years. Yeah. 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 I hope it's not that long. You got to prove yourself for four to six years. That's pretty bad. Or you're not doing it consistently enough. So I found that the business owners that I help start up and, and the people I coach will say four to six years, it's almost like no man's land on the battlefield and nobody really has your back. And, and it's kind of you're, you're kind of like making videos like these and nobody's watching them. Yeah, sometimes they go to like a year, like like yeah. months, a year. And you're like, oh, my gosh. But if you stop, you're just proving everyone right. Exactly. So your willpower has to overcome you know, and, and, and if you're going to use the negative people, use that as fuel for your tank. Yeah. Let them motivate you. If they're yes. if you're going to like let yourself down, you're going to do it publicly. And if they're out there watching and can't wait for you to fail, you don't want to give them that 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 grat- you know, gratification of being right. So you're going to do extra work to put yourself up ahead of that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> now, you talk a lot about mindset. What do you think? Um, just I, we can't talk all about mindset, but what are some key principles that you like if someone said okay what is the mindset of a of a side hustle millionaire what's what's the mindset of that mom who's a millionaire who's running her business what do you have to have and we already talked about that kind of that that tunnel vision where you're not letting yourself get distracted where you got your eye on the prize what else do you think is important for that mindset i think the the main things is really just setting goals and i know we hear that a lot and it sounds kind of cliche but that's the most important thing i have a a strong career in project management. So as you know, I have an end goal or a deliverable I'm trying to get to. And then we always define the steps to get back to where we're starting. And you have all these pieces moving in action to get to the end result, right? So I think a lot of people I come across, they don't set actual concrete defined goals. You find a lot of people that just say, I want to be rich. But that that's that's not even that's that's so everybody else and they're and all and nobody and everybody has a different definition of that. So it's like it's like a moving target. So you really have to identify like an actual number. Like if you want to say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, or I want to make a million dollars in a year, or I want to have $5 million in the bank. See, now these are concrete targets. And the problem that I see is people don't have it. So it's like they're wandering around without a map. 
Right. That's one strong mindset is being goal, goal oriented, always set goals, define paths, and then just execute those steps that you've defined. And, and the other part that is the distractions and the discipline, you have to learn to say no. And that kind of goes back to your, your friends that you're talking about that are wasting time and they just want to waste it with you. You have to put your priorities first. You have to understand that it's OK to say no. And there's 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 polite ways to do that where they don't have to, to feel you know, betrayed or let down by you saying no. You could just say I have an appointment or I have a, a prior obligation, but thanks. We'll, we'll just do this again. So there's different ways to say no without just saying no. And you and know what? Eventually they leave you alone. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get. I mean, I get it because my I, friends I know I'm busy. People. Yeah, my friends like, know I'm a, I'm a busy guy. Both. You yeah, can't I, have both. So eventually, they're gonna like say, "Oh, Hannah's not gonna go join us. She never does." And and they'll 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 stop asking you. <laughs> Once in a while, you gotta do that. You gotta do you that. You do. You do. You do. You do have to make sure you stay in touch. And yeah. um. Well, now one thing you said that I thought was very powerful, Tony, is that you said. If you say, I don't have time, it's the same thing as saying it's not a priority. That was like, I loved it. I loved it because um, same thing I, I teach my children. They're not allowed to say, I forgot. They have to say it wasn't important to me. So because when we get into these things, oh, I forgot. I didn't have time. We begin to excuse our behavior when really our behavior is going to determine what our what our circumstances are. So we got to get really, we got to own up about that. And we just have to say, call it for what it is. It's not a time issue. It wasn't a priority to me. Yeah. So that, that is a, what I would call a surface level excuse. When you hear someone that say, I don't have time or I don't have money, or I don't have the education or I don't have the knowledge to do this. And I go through that in that mindset chapter really well. And I, and the analogy is like, I consider that as like an onion and an onion has several different layers. And that outer layer is that 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 politically acceptable, socially acceptable excuse of I don't have time, I don't have money. But you peel away that you peel away that outer layer and you go, okay, what's the next layer? What's the real reason you don't have time? Uh, uh, you start listing all the things that they do all day, whether that's watching TV or or socializing on the internet, surfing Facebook, whatever they whatever it may be. There's a lot of things that we do it all day long and you have to understand like, well, you know, there's this combination of things. If we remove here, you'll have two hours extra per day to like do something. Yeah. And they, and so it's not that you don't have time. It's like, it's that you made time for something else. That's, that's your priority. And when you start to put that, like reframe that, like you mentioned, when I say I don't have time, it's mean it's saying I, it's not my priority. We'll reframe that again and go, well, it looks like, is your priority watching these TV shows? Is your priority surfing Facebook? Is your priority, you know, doing these things that are not productive? And mm -hmm. if you ask them like that, they'll be like, wow, they're like, wow, no, yeah. those, those shouldn't be my priority. And they know this. Yeah. The problem is, is when they give you that outer layer excuse, they expect most people just to accept that. And most people do Tony. Yes. yes. Most people do. It drives me crazy. They're like, Oh, I understand. It's like, um, and the same thing, I don't have money. Okay, let's look at your bank statement. Let's look to see where your priorities are. I remember talking with this one woman was was trying to get help to grow her business. And she said, well, this one person, she's having a, she's struggling financially. She doesn't have enough money to invest in the business. I'm like, 
turn it around. She can't afford not to. If she's having financial struggle, then she's got to find a way to invest in the business so she can stop the financial struggle. It's like we just we just train ourselves to accept what you call these surface level excuses, not just in other people, but I'm about to bring the hammer down in ourselves too. We allow ourselves to accept these these surface level excuses when you really got to say, all right, what's, what's going on here? Where are my priorities? Yeah. When I hear someone say, I don't have enough money to do something to me, the problem is you, your, your real problem is you haven't figured out how to make more money. Yeah. It's not that you don't have money. It's it's you need to learn how to do something to make more. And that's that's the problem. Let's figure that out. Or maybe you have a bunch of things laying around the house that you don't need and you can just sell and make a couple hundred dollars to start that thing. You know, so there's always alternatives. People always look at their their snapshot of where they're currently at, but they don't really look at the effort to go above and beyond that. So and and to think that you're not going to have to pay a price for success oh, is insanity. It's it's ludicrous. Everyone has to pay a price. Everyone has to invest the time. Everyone has to invest the money. But the thing is people want the instant gratification and the same with us. I'm not just pointing fingers at other moms. We have to constantly keep ourselves in check. I'm sure Tony, when you were writing your book, you had to constantly say, all right, do I want, I want to binge watch this thing on Netflix but I also made a commitment to finish this chapter this week. Yep. I gave up uh, quite a few evenings going to have drinks with friends and going to the restaurants and uh, maybe one trip on the weekend. And I have a, I have a, a board here of tasks that I need to work on. And it said, write book. <laughs> so anytime my phone would ring and I, and I get this really desirable offer to go do something or take my time, I had to look at my board and go, Mm, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the other thing won. I, you know, sometimes there is more important things. I don't yeah. say no to everything, but yeah, especially with moms. Like sometimes yeah. there are more important things. Yes, yeah. I, need, I need to do this with my child right now. Yeah, but we have a lot more time and a lot more ability than we give ourselves credit for. I agree. I agree. I think there's there's also the part of that goes into the book. We start to do the idea evaluation. And I find that a lot of the the customers that I help, they they have it, they hold on to this this idea for a business that's maybe endearing or some kind of a product that they want to make or sell, or they want to sell these trinkets or build things with crafts, but they're not thinking long term. They're thinking about they like that that item or that product. Right. right. They don't think about is this going to make me ten thousand dollars a month or is this going to make me a hundred dollars a month. You know, they don't think long term and they, they don't think about the time investment that goes into making crafts or doing things like that. And not to, to say that you couldn't be wildly successful doing that because we've all seen, you know, several people have, but the odds are severely against you. So I always think about let's list out a, a brainstorm list of all the things that you're going to want to do. What are the, all your interests, your hobbies, your passions? What are the things that you have skills in your knowledge, things that are readily available in your head? that you can hit the ground running, list all those out. And I teach you guys how to evaluate, how to, to, to measure them against each other with a really simple formula. And then now you start to see which ones give you the best odds to reaching a financial goal that you defined, the, the concrete goal. And you're going to have to learn to walk away from those ones that you really love that aren't going to get you to your goal. Because if you spend the next four or five years working on a business that's not going to get you to your goal, you could have spent that same time. You could have spent that time 
in the right goal and got to the, the finish line that you were wanting. So you have to understand that business exists to create a transaction. It's, it's, it can be a hobby. I, my businesses were sort of like hobbies. I enjoyed them. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to create a transaction and you got to create enough transactions to re reach a financial goal. Yeah. And that goal is going to dictate every decision you make with yeah. the course of that business. Otherwise, and I need, and we need to validate, it's okay to have a hobby. Like if it's a hobby, call it a hobby. But if it's a business, you've got to legitimize that business by making the transaction. And I've also heard the transformation is in the transaction. Like if you're going to serve people at any level, there's going to have to be a transaction that takes place. And that's what grows your business. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of goes back to like, you hear a lot of people out there call themselves professional something. Well, the definition of professional is being paid to do something. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, you may be an expert at doing something, but you're not a professional until you actually have income doing something right. like that. So You'll see a lot of that out there, but don't ever call yourself professional until you're actually making money. That's simple. It's a, de it's a definition. It's right. not, it's not something you can rearrange and, but uh, yeah, be careful of that, but it, definitely do. If you got time is it, when you have a really finite amount of time per day to do things like understand that you can make quite a bit or you can make quite little and it's really your decision though. And it's really based on the ideas and what you're pursuing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally true. I want to talk for a minute and I think, I think it would be a disservice to moms not to go into this. Um, here's a huge problem I see for moms and you, you touched on this in the book. You, you shared a lot about, you know, the mindset behind building a, a million dollar business, seven figure business is a lot of moms have a hard time justifying getting paid. Because we have this mentality of like, oh, no, 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 let me help you. Let me. And I, I, it drives me crazy because you're really not helping anyone until they invest something, time, money. They have to get some skin in the game. And that's a really hard thing. Why do you think it's so hard for moms to get over this um, this 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 obstacle? away for free thing? Yeah, we want to just. I understand that we have that maternal love and we want to like take care of people and we want to help them, but it hurts us when we're not growing our business and people all of a sudden start to just, Oh, here, like, yeah, give me, give me some free stuff. You know, I'm not going to invest anything in your business. Just give me some free stuff. You know, I have a, I have a perspective on that. I know that a few other people is at really high levels also do. And here's the problem. Let's say that you have a business or a product that's really going to change the world. And you start thinking about maybe I should do this as a nonprofit. Well, here's the problem with that. It's, it's, you're going that. To limit yourself. That, yeah. yeah, you're going to limit yourself. You're going to, if you're not making any profit, you're not going to be able to scale that to really help um, you know, millions of people. So make the money. Don't feel guilty about making an income because you got to be able to support yourself and do these things. But that extra income, if you want to be a philanthropist and donate that away, that's awesome. See, that's even more people that you're impacting. Yeah. Or if you want to buy that, that, that cruise and that trip and go visit the world, I mean, go do that. You, you deserve that. Our lives are so short that you need to experience these things while you can. And to be able to afford those things for that and your friends and your family, that's immeasurable. It's, it's giving back and you're adding a lot more value to other people when you can afford to do these things. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, this just came to my head, but Jesus shared a parable 
Um, and I don't remember what book of the Bible it was in, but Jesus shared a parable about a man who finds a pearl of great price, a really valuable pearl. And he goes and he buys the field and so that he it belongs to him now. And I, I love that description because it's not like, oh, here's this awesome, valuable pearl. Let me dig it up and take it. It's let me go make the investment and come back and I'm going to own the field. Like I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. And I feel like if we're not investing, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. So you're not helping anyone because they're not going to value it. Like we put our money and our time where, just like you said, it's where our priorities are. And so you help people by getting them to learn to invest in themselves. I used to have the hardest time investing in myself until I started getting mentoring and people saying, look, you're not going to move beyond this level until you get really, really good at pulling out your credit card and investing in yourself and your business. Now it's like a no brainer. But I see a lot of moms, especially with that. I can't justify it. Investing and I also can't justify receiving. Yeah, there's there's the scarcity mindset. And that's a lot of times we're raised that way. I wasn't raised with any money myself and we were always saving. My mom's a big saver, love her to death, but she would never spend any dimes and it served them well in retirement. Now, my parents are both retired and enjoying that. But they waited until they were in their 60s or mid 60s to start doing a lot of traveling and things they enjoy. I'd rather have miniature vacations and miniature retirements my entire life. And and. And if I die with zero dollars in my bank account, I think I timed it just right. (laughs) Well, for mom, like we're always concerned with our kids. Like I want, I want to leave my kids and my grandkids (laughs) investment. You know, I want them, I want, I want to be the one that changes the trajectory because I grew up in a lot of, a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity. Um, Girls weren't supposed to know anything about money. Yep. And um, like, seriously, my, my dad, who, who was a financial consultant, would be like, no, 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 you don't worry about that. So when it comes to that mindset, here's what I want to teach you if you're watching this. It's you got to start to think in terms of ROI. And you hear this, yes. but you may not know. And I'm going to tell you, it's return on investment. So if, here's an example. If I were to walk up to you and or let's say you walk up to me and you handed me $10 and I handed you back 20 that's excellent ROI. Like who you would do that all day long. You'd be, all you'd day be long. for $10 bills to hand me to get, cause I'm just going to keep giving you twenties back. So when you think about that, that's the return on investment. You'd basically doubled your money. And when you start to look at your expenses on doing things and investing in yourself and getting that education or taking that class or reading a, a, a $15 book, if you can learn one thing in a book, it's worth $15, believe yes. me. And that's, that's how I would always feel that a lot of people start looking at the actual value of the money they're spending, but they're not really looking at what they're getting in return. Maybe they're not looking at the return short term either. Maybe they're not even thinking the, the one five year type range, that thing that they can learn for that course. That's a thousand dollars. It sounds like a lot of money, like, Oh, I'm going to lose a thousand dollars. But in five years, that thousand dollars of information may make you millions of dollars. So it's, you have to always realize what am I spending on? And that goes for anything you buy, whether that's jewelry or watches or shoes or purses. Like, what's the ROI on that? Is it building my self-confidence? That's That has value. Is it making me happier? That does have value. So it's always, wh- what is the ROI of that expense? Don't look at the actual dollar value. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we have a program called Mom Bootcamp. And I'll never forget this mom. It's, a, it's about four or $500. This mom wrote in, she's like, 
in in three weeks, I had already made up. I had already, already created that amount of money that I paid for it. Just in the skills she had learned, not she hadn't even gone through the whole program. And I think if we can just get our get our vision a little bit outside of our current condition, we can see the value of investing in ourselves and growing. Everyone who's gotten any level of success, and Tony, I know I know this is true for you. You had to invest in yourself. Oh yeah, I, I put myself through college. My parents didn't have the money to do that, and. I worked full time, put myself through engineering school. It, it took seven years to do that because I was working full time in construction and then I would go straight to school at night and then I would study late at night. And I was like a zombie for that period of time because I just wasn't getting enough sleep. So it's, it's kind of like how bad, every mom ever. <laughs> how bad do you want it? Right. It's it's it's. So one of the other things I mentioned in that book is like a lot of people accept that pain of discomfort, but then they also accept that pain of regret. And the pain is temporary, but regret lasts forever. You don't want to get to a point in your life when you look back and you don't have the time to do things and you're going to have these regrets. And and I could share a, a great story about my grandmother, Pearl. So last year she turned 92 and I said, I want to do an interview. I was practicing to do these videos and, and public speaking. And I said, I always wanted to just interview my grandmother while she's still here. And she's still here, by the way. So it's not going to be a sad story. And <laughs> and so I was I asked her a series of 10 questions, you know, I made a nice video and it's, I think it's still on YouTube. If you looked up, you know, my name and, and, and Pearl Watley. And one of the questions I asked her is, hey, you know, Nanny, that's what I call her. I said, Nanny, at what, at what age did you feel old? And she thought about it and she said, sixties. I said, so why did you think that? And she's like, well, you know, when I was 60, I felt like I was just old. And, and I said, that was 30 years ago. And, 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 and she's like, I know. And I was like, now, now that you're 92 today, what would you have done differently in your sixties? And what she told me, I'm always going to remember. And I hope you guys listen to this. She's like, I wish I would have done more in my sixties. She's like, I was still working. I had friends. I had my health. I could had mobility. I could drive. She's like, I wish I would have just lived more in my sixties because she felt old. She kind of counted herself out. You got to think about 30 years is somebody's lifetime. You could create yeah. a business in your sixties and she could be a, an entrepreneur business owner in her nineties, 30 years. It could be a highly successful business in 30 years. So, you know, she's 93 now and she's still got her mind and she's really sharp. So it's like, think about the perspectives of your life and don't ever think it's too late. Yeah, that's so good. And especially for moms, don't count yourself out because you're a mom. Count yourself in because your mom is, because our kids are looking to us to see how we're going to overcome challenges, how we're going to grow ourselves, how we're going to live life to the fullest, the way God wants us to live our lives. And so use that instead of an excuse, like, you know, like Nanny did, like to count yourself out, use it as a reason. And I love that. That's, I, you know, we're not going to top that. We're going to wrap up with the Nanny story because that is so beautiful. Yeah. It's be inspiration to always there's always another challenge. There's always another obstacle and there's always a way to figure it out and overcome it. Yep. I think it's wonderful. And thank you so much for putting the effort in to write this book. I mean, it was like, what is it? What is it on Kindle right now? Right now it hit number one last week. We debuted it on Tuesday. 
and it was there for the whole week. And now I think it's like number four, or number five, because the big yeah. boys are starting to come back. That in is that's so amazing, dude. You know, so, so in a period of nine hours, we we got number one bestseller in the business marketing category. So that's like an the idea, hardest category too. That's a huge category. I I've, I've I saved all the screenshots so people would always believe it. But uh, like some of the authors that it passed up, you guys are probably really familiar with. Let's hear Donald Trump, Art of the Deal. <laughs> It passed up Simon Sinek, the you know the wow. uh, the the Why book. Uh, it passed up Elon Musk's book. It passed up Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It book. Yeah, like books that I love, and I have a whole shelf full of them. Yeah, under- totally. And for me to see that it took down like Blue Ocean Strategy, which is like awesome business book, is mm-hmm. Blue Ocean Strategy was number one for like four months straight, and I took it down in nine hours. Wow, way to go, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. crazy. When I bought it, it was less. I don't know if this is still the same price, so don't get mad at me if it's not. It was less than $5. So you're talking about an entire plan, entire strategy on how to work your side hustle. I think it's an invaluable tool for moms. So I would go over to Kindle and grab that book, Side Hustle Millionaire. So right now it's looking like it's around three dollars on on kindle and the paperback's gone up to 14 so that was like that first introductory week but that also yeah. plays into the strategy of getting the best sellers you okay, want to so, make sure uh, i'm just giving like away no brainer yeah no no, it was zero profit just to get it every, i want to get it in as many people's hands as possible talking about it and i've got a pretty big network and i've been doing a lot of marketing strategy leading up to that launch so it was about six months of effort behind the scenes and my own Facebook group. And, and, and if you guys are watching, you know, by all means, look up my Facebook group and join because we love collaborating. We like to share our guests and Sweet. it's called 365 Driven uh, Success and, and Entrepreneur Mastermind. It's free. And so these are the kind of things that I've been building and doing things on that to really. Hey, I want to write that on the screen so people know what it is. Three, okay. 365 Driven. 365 Driven. driven entrepreneur and success mastermind. It's, we got about almost 1600 people in there now. I started that in December. Good job, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, all right. referral. It's, it's, it's a private group. So it's always asking people to, you know, invite your friends. Cause I like to do that because it always qualifies good quality people. Yeah, totally. Now it's open for people to jump in, but when they refer their guests, I just approve them because I know that they're filtering for me. And they're yeah. not going to let people that are going to come in and spam and do these crazy and this things. Is another thing. Remember, we talked about how hard it is for moms to find people who inspire them. Mm-hmm. So we have Mom Master University, and that's like that's where we find our tribe. But things like this, it's an awesome. Well, that's how we found each other was yeah. through inner circle. So yeah, I love that group. Lewis puts yeah. on a great group. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this. And one more time, I'm going to. Um, Hold on. I'm going to write, I'm going to write side hustle millionaire. So people know, grab that. So side hustle millionaire um, on Kindle right now, invest in yourself three bucks. Come on. You can't even get a latte for that. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate this a lot. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. And you guys will connect. And be like, We can do this more often. Who knows? Yeah, totally. Totally. God bless you, dude. Thank you. Good night. Are you ready to get radical results in your life? 
I can give you the jumpstart you need for massive success as a mom. In fact, I've got That Mom Show Starter Kit right here with your name on it, girl, and I want to give it to you absolutely free. Just go to thatmomshow.com or text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 345-345. That's the word KIT to 345-345. That Mom Show Starter Kit comes with my best-selling time management program for moms, Squeeze the Day, my guided faith-based Master Mom Meditation, and a printable copy of the Master Mom Manifesto. Print that baby out, say it every day, just watch what happens. That Mom Show Starter Kit's valued at over $300, but I want you to have it for free. Just go to thatmomshow.com or text the word KIT, that's K-I-T, to 345-345. Again, text KIT to 345-345. I'll talk with you later.